0: All right. Welcome to the episode of Real Estate First Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. We have our co host, Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome, Dan. Thanks for having me. As always, as always. So before we intro who our guest is today, just want to go ahead and encourage everyone to like the episode, subscribe, notification bell. Hey, if you leave a comment, if you're just listening. And um, also, if you're watching on YouTube, you leave a comment on what you learn. That's our intention. So who, where are we going? Who do we have? So today we're going to Ontario. We're going to go up to Canada, which is an international episode. And actually this episode uh, came from another episode. So we had Kate on the show and Kate was like, hey, I have a guest and talk to Jess. And today we have Jess on the show. Welcome to Real Estate versus Technology.
1: Thank you, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. I was actually checking you out a little bit. I see that you were formal, formerly a paralegal, uh, yeah. also you're a mom of two, and so now you're in real estate. And I think off the show, we we're talking about this a little bit, about two years now, you were saying?
1: Um, so this is my third year.
0: Oh, third year, okay, okay. So let's get into that. Let's talk about like, you know, so three years in the business, from paralegal to getting into real estate, like why?
1: Okay, so um, I guess my why is it's, I I don't think it's the most traditional path. Real estate. I feel like there's a lot of people that kind of dabble in it, and people that just feel like that was the career that was meant for them. Yeah, me um, being in law, it was um, extremely exhausting. Not that real estate's not real estate's a lot to (laughs) go.
2: Yeah,
1: Um, but I found that as much as I loved it and I was passionate about it, it just wasn't fulfilling me, and I felt like there was something missing. Mm. Um, So when I ended up moving from Hamilton, Ontario to Brantford, I met Kate Brodie. And uh, she was my realtor at the time. Um, we just got really close when I moved out here. And then when I started to kind of question whether or not I still wanted to remain in the legal field, she just kind of said, uh, well, have you ever thought about real estate? And I'm actually looking for an admin. And if you wanted to kind of do a little test drive to see what it looks like, like one nice. you job? So that's that's kind of how I got started.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've seen your content and you yeah. two look like literally BFFs. So you're yeah. just having some phones and videos, doing some different things. I was checking you all out. I saw how yeah. like you did some remixes on the reels and whatnot. So I, I could see the energy and like the vibe there, which is super cool. Um, it's almost like a Batman ramen or something. I don't know. So so three years now, tell us a little bit about like, how's the process been like? You know, Do you like being on a team? Has it been helpful? So I, I can imagine admin, then you got licensed and then now you're, you're transacting.
1: Yeah. So, um, being an admin, I think gave me the most experience that I could ever need. I feel like Mm -hmm. real estate courses, I don't know what it's like in the States, but in Canada, our courses horrible. (laughs) It's awful. Um, It's not horrible (laughs) though. Yeah. So, I mean, it's changed a little bit for us. They have changed where it's a little bit more interactive now, but when I did it, it was Read on your own, figure it out, go write the exams. Mm. Um I just don't feel like you're just kind of trying to cram as much information into your brain as you possibly can before you're doing that. And then I felt the second I walked out the information left. And you know, you've had you yeah. So I feel like having that hands-on experience in, in a real estate office and a very busy one. Kate's very successful and has been, she's been the number one agent, I think, since 2015. That's amazing. So, having um being the deals administrator so i i knew how to write offers i knew how to properly construct conditions i knew Mm. timelines and and i think that information is what has created just such a secure foundation for myself and being and the agent that i am i I, love it i'm a i'm a i'm better for it i think if any agents looking to get in the business shadow an agent Mm try to get a a position if you can in some type of deals administration on the back Mm -hmm. end of things, And you will learn a ton of information, way more than
2: I (laughs) love that. On that note, I was going to say that I've, over the years, and this is not a, I don't want to make a generalization across the industry because there's a lot of great agents that didn't start in any other type of capacity. Oh,
1: absolutely, yes.
2: But I will say this, the best agents that I've worked with through transactions and just having seamless transactions, being on the same page, great paperwork, not reminding, not babysitting. Uh, they seem to have worked in a brokerage before yeah. and have basically gone through the the the, the trenches, right? Yeah. And I think that's a lot to say about your experience is that yeah. you, you knew what to, you knew you were going into a, a new profession with the experience of uh, what a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, as well, I did have a legal background, which did help. I mean, these are contracts. That's what yes. we're doing. We're working home. So that definitely helped give me um, knowledge on just on how those types of things works. Time sensitivities, contingencies, mm-hmm. those types of things we have to deal with as agents. But yeah, I mean, working for Caden and, and having that foundation of knowing exactly what, I just feel like I, I talk to some new agents and I'm like, oh man. You just need a little bit of mentorship, right? Like yes. I feel like not even so much getting into there, getting in there before, but if you have a mentor, an agent beside you, it's that, that information is, is everything. I love it.
0: And to yeah. add, add to that, I've also seen two individuals that come out of like, you know, your industry or your field prior Corporate industries that have the structure, they understand standard operating procedures, key performance indicators, looking at like income producing activities and not being like a chicken with your head cut off and you're bouncing all of the walls and you're like, I don't know, I'm trying to figure it out, but I don't want to be on teams, I don't want to be told to do like. Just get told to do so you get the foundation. Then go on your own. Like, come on, like, I don't yeah, know. Tell
1: tell me what to do because yes. it's overwhelming. It's a lot because not only are you entering into a new career and um, and having to some degree minimal education, yeah. Um, <laughs> you you need you need that. It's it's so important. It's not being told what to do. It's 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 being taught. Right.
2: Yeah, I love it. Um, on that note, real quick, in Canada, do they teach you how to write an offer in school?
1: Okay. On the program I took. So that's what I'm saying that the information, and I mean, I wrote hundreds of offers before and, and helped Kate write them before I was even licensed. Wow. That's a, so that, important. Yeah.
2: I was going to say, like the National Association of Realtors, any International Association of Realtors, any trade groups, listen up because there's so many agents that get out and they don't know how to write an offer. They don't know how to go through a listing agreement. And it puts more, uh, it puts more pressure on the brokerage and having to provide training programs and mentors. Yes. And it really doesn't set you up for success. So I think there needs to be a drastic shift in the application of what they teach.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I completely agree. I think that a lot of agents, I mean, it's scary. You're you're starting your own business as well. Like there, you, yeah. you're you there's so many moving parts to this. You're marketing yourself, you're you're writing offers, you're trying to take mm-hmm. the money. there's, there's a lot to, a lot to consider. And I don't think that um, I don't think everyone's prepared. And I think that's, and to be honest, there's a high failure rate in this industry. 90,
0: they say 90% of the business transactions done by the top 10% of real estate professionals. And you would think that the powers of B, and this is internationally, right? I mean, you're in Canada, we're in the States and you would think they would be like, Hey, here you go. This is what you need to do, like it's all the legal jargon that, like, you don't really use, like, and not to go off topic here, just like school. And then you're like, okay, let me go learn from someone else. Let's learn the hard ways, hard knocks. And then, okay, now I'm gonna go ahead and copy what they're doing. So, as we love here about real estate first tech for our viewers and listeners out there, is we like to go deeper in, like, you know, how you got started, how things work for you. So, if a new agent's watching this, they could be like, oh my god, okay, I need to join a team. Oh my god, okay, yes, this is, I can relate to this. I'm not getting what I needed from, you know, going through the test and and the standard process. So, so, so good call on that, Dan. I absolutely love that. Um, so Jess, i got a couple more questions before we do go in the mix up round and we'll get more into the tech side of things with Dan. Um, you know, have you gravitated more towards, you know, the buy side, the sell side, are you be given, are you just given leads? Are you starting to bring in your own leads? So when someone's new joining a team, it's going to be different, of course, but they can get some type of context.
1: So, yeah. So I do both.
0: So nice.
1: I do, I'm not strictly a buyer agent or seller agent. I do both, um, on our team specifically, we believe that one agent should handle the entire transaction because it's mm-hmm. such a report.
0: The- yeah. You yeah, said that. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So and it, it, it's, and I, I think it is important. Right. And I mean, I get, it doesn't work for, for all teams and they do have yeah. their, you know, um, protocol on that and that's fine. Um, but for us, we, we do like to carry the transaction through from beginning to end. So, so yeah, so I, I do do both.
0: Love it. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. And then as far as like mustering up business, bringing in business, does a team help with like, Hey, cause I know some teams say, Hey, here's some leads depending on the split that, that you vary, but here's leads for you or like, Hey, here's, here's some calls, make some calls. Hey, go out and door knock or go out and mm-hmm. get on social or go out and, and, and find your own business. Talk to your spear. How did that look like for you joining Kate's team?
1: Um, so our, I mean, we do get some leads, obviously, that come in through the team that, you know, are kind of on like a round robin where nice. around the team members. Um, but I mean, we are encouraged, obviously, as well, to get our own leads and build our own relationships. So open houses are a huge one for gathering leads for me now that they're back open here in Ontario. Yes. I've been like there, but ours have been
0: closed
1: yeah. for a yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did my first one two weeks ago, and I was so happy to be back, um, like just interacting with people one-on-one and making those warm contacts. Um, so, so that's a huge one. So we're, we're always encouraged to kind of get our own leads. Like we do flyers, uh, door knocking here and there, not too, too much. Yeah. Um, it's just, in social media is huge for us. I mean, we, we really try to push our social media and connect with people online.
0: I see that. I see that. So so since you got started to now, last question, kind of leading into the tech side of things for the mix-up round. So what have you adapted to the most as far as like, is it video? Is it Instagram? Is it social? To like start to generate more leads and build that know, like, and trust.
1: Yeah. So um, a little bit of background on me, just on the tech side. I actually even have a Facebook account prior to joining Kate's team. Okay. Um, I stayed away from it. I wants
0: Facebook now? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, at that time, that was the main. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. use Instagram was just kind of popping up, but yeah. I mean. I- have any social media so getting into that was was very different for me um putting myself out there and and getting used to those types of things in terms of gathering leads I mean I think you kind of attract people that are like-minded you kind of attract your client base um we try to put I mean we do a lot of reels and stuff which again was a bit of a a transition and getting comfortable with them um but we do try to put those out, so it's just staying consistent, making sure you're posting, putting out the reels, and then of course, if I do have um, houses or even some of my personal posts, I post, I'll boost them on Instagram, love Facebook to get them out to a wider audience.
0: I love that, and I think that that's so true. I think uh, it's more of a universal language when you say things like attract, um, you know, and you know, it's so indicative, it's so important because vision boards, writing down what you want to do. Like I'm going to be updating my vision board over here. You know, it's so important. I know Kate talks about that, her morning and the way that she practices gratitude and so on and so forth. And uh, I think that it's so true. You can just attract people to your business. And yeah, of course you could pay for it and do different things, make calls, to outreach people physically. But I think that spiritually it can also just come if you put it out there and you're willing to receive, but On another note, going back to the show, uh, Dan, take it on the mix-up round, going more into the technology side of things.
2: Thanks, Norm. So uh, I want to touch on a point you just brought up, which was boosting posts and understanding uh, a little bit more about what what you're seeing as success with um, paying for advertising, not looking for direct lead generation, but looking for more engagement, followers, and just overall brand equity in the local market. How's that working out for you?
1: Um, I mean, pretty good. Again, I'm pretty new to, um, as I said, like the, just the social video world. So I'm still getting used to a lot of things. Um, again, consistency, I feel has been the most key. I try to post um, at least three times a week and throw a reel in there. Um, I do feel like reels are what's getting me the most um, gotcha. followers the most, yeah, the most interaction. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been working pretty good. I mean, I'm building, I'm building my following for sure. So it is working. And Kate's built a massive following off of that. (laughs)
2: She has. She has a very impressive profile. Um, On that note, like in technology, is there any tools that you're specifically using that could help other agents kind of accelerate, be more organized and and just run a better real estate business?
1: Um, I mean... Program wise, I don't know what's really available out there and what you guys kind of use in terms of say like contact manager, right. And contact management, mm-hmm. like I'm assuming you guys have some type of program that you use for that. Yep. Um, we are with a brand called rebel realty out here. Um, they're an in indie brokerage. We just joined back in, I want to say October of last year, but I might be wrong. So no yeah. quote on that, but they have a program that we've been using um, that's called planet orange. And basically it. It almost creates um, a relationship with your client for you. So it's sending them messages, text messages, emails, and it can interact kind of on a AI level. Yeah, an AI type uh, technology with your clients, which has been kind of cool um, to kind of see, like, you know, all of a sudden you're having these conversations with people. Um, Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, it gets engagement, right? It, it does. And it, it's able to set them up even to receive the listings that they're looking for with their criteria. It can kind of read what they're clicking on and, and formulate on what they're looking for and then send it to them. So it can definitely be helpful when you have a, a you know a big Rolodex of clients mm-hmm. that maybe you can't touch constantly, or maybe you're just afraid people are going to fall through the cracks, mm-hmm. which can happen. Um, yes. You have some kind of a backup. I mean, nothing beats personal contact, but there's a backup. To, to help you kind of fill in those gaps and, and nudge people that maybe you're not um, you're not nudging as much as you should be
2: you, you brought up a great topic because I think time is such a valuable resource for a real estate agent because they're so uh, they're so sorted and every you know diverted in any direction based on <laughs> transactions clients marketing accounting yada 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 but the point I was getting at is that when AI really started to kick into action uh one major benefit that I had saw that you just touched base on is that um, instead of the initial phone contact going out and me having to sort a bunch of garbage leads that were people that like just signed up and then like put in a bad email address, AI would be like reaching out and then they would text them like three or four times and if I knew they weren't responding, like they're not motivated, they're not looking for anything, and so it saves us so much time as a real estate broker uh, to implement those things. So.
1: For sure, it it is a time saver, and I mean, time is money, right? And you have to kind of take a look at and do like a, you know, a cost-benefit analysis of your time, and Mm -hmm. and what's working and what's not. If you're taking all your time and having to reach out to every single lead and and dead leads that aren't going anywhere, it's nice to have a backup system, and you can focus on your, on your people that you know are going to be moving forward and doing transactions.
2: Totally. Last question for me is, um, you know, if you were. If you hadn't worked with Kate and you were a brand new agent and they just, just basically today was your very first day in real estate. What technology, what <laughs> technology would you say is the number one tool that you would use to get started?
1: The number one technology I would use to get started. Um, and it has to be tech-based. <laughs> um, I, I think social media. I'm oh. I'm good. with social media, um, getting yourself out there, especially right now, um, and I think this is kind of post-pandemic, me Mm -hmm. talking as well, um, this is the way people are connecting now more than ever. And so I think building a good social media presence, working on your brand, um, I think that's what's going to create the best relationships with people. And again, attracting those those clientele to you that are going to want to work with you. Great advice. Back to Norma. Thank you.
2: Awesome,
0: awesome Dan, for taking over that mix-up round. A couple of things to unpack there. I love the fact that you know the CRM system is, is very important for any v- viewers and listeners out there. The AI is nice. And I think that the cool thing about it from my standpoint is like you really don't want to spend time with people that really don't want to like do anything. It's kind of like sucks your energy out of you instead of working with someone that's actually willing to receive that energy and is willing to talk. And, and even, even if they're not ready today, they're really ready in six or 12 or 24 months, at least there's that positive reinforcement that like, yes, maybe not today, but Hey, stay in touch with me. And you're like, all right, cool. Momentum. Let's go. Yeah. Instead of the person's like, F you, why are you doing this? Don't reach out to me. I'm <laughs> like, Oh my God. Okay. And then that messes you up too. Momentum wise. You're like, Oh my God. Okay. I'm like, right. Shrug. Yeah. Shrug it off. Move forward. So for use listeners out there. AI, check it out. I think here in the States we have uh, AI wise. It's a uh, Y Lopo. Y Lopo is uh, is an AI based company that uh, does a lot with the same thing that you're referring to. So right. love it. Love it. So a couple last questions before we open up the, uh, the floor to you to leave anything for the viewers and listeners. Um, so when it comes to social and you're building that know, like, and trust factor, like, is there an approach as far as like, are you trying to like give value from the perspective of like entertainment perspective of like area specific, like things to do where the area that you serve is or ideal buyer or seller type content? Like what's the thought process? What's that kind of like a goal behind the content?
1: Um, I think for me, I try to do a mixture of information thrown with a little bit of entertainment.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I think that's, again, that's what kind of gets me the best um, response um, Love the it. when they're a little bit catchy or funny, but then in the content, you know, I'll write something. <laughs> useful it's not just me being a goofball yeah yeah um, so that's where I feel like I do get um the best response and I think I'm still establishing to be honest yeah what on what that's going to look like I'm still so new into this and it's probably going to change right you know yep. in the next few years I mean who knows where I am and and how I feel about the branding and what I'm putting out there but as of right now I feel like I'm trying to provide something that's hopefully entertaining maybe a little funny to people and then providing them with some information they can really use in the market.
0: I love that for sure. I know we had a guest on yesterday was talking about kind of like uh, your social media can kind of be like um, your museum and then you go into the museum and you're looking at this art piece. You're looking at this, looking at that. So as soon as they get that entertaining, like it hits the algorithm, they see your video and like, all right, let's go to your profile. They'll see some other videos. And then hopefully they go deeper and be like, all right, let me read the context and then be able to get the information and be like, oh, well, if I want to buy a house or sell a house, okay, maybe I would might want to use chess. So I love that. That's cool. That's awesome.
1: That's the goal. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. So as far as like your secret weapon, it's like the last question, as far as like your secret weapon, when it comes to like a formal listing presentation, so joining a team, I'm sure they educate you on, okay, this is what you're going to do in a formal listing presentation. This is what to be expected. Like what's your approach do you have a secret weapon? What sets you apart? So if anyone's listening, they can maybe take a, a nugget from it and use it for their own successes with their formal listing presentation.
1: Uh, sure. I mean, as a team, we definitely, I think, run uh, cohesively in terms of the content that we provide, the listing packages we leave. Um, but I think in terms of like the presentation itself, I think just be yourself. I love it to be honest, like, I feel like you come off the most authentic. I mean, reading from scripts and things like that. I mean, it does work for some and some do use, you know, sales pitch scripts and it works well for them. For me personally, it just never has. I feel like I always do the best when I just walk in. I'm like, here I am. Yes. And Try to make, you know, trying to create commonalities with people, especially when you're in your home. I think looking for things to, um to make those connections with is important. So I'll look around mm-hmm. and I'll, you know, even if it's something silly, I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, you, I see a picture. You went to Florida. I love Florida. I go all the time. How often do you go? just making yes. you, like being cognizant of your surroundings and then, you know, trying to connect with people. And, and again, just trying to be as your most authentic self, I think is the best way to, to go.
0: I love that. I love that. I feel like some people use like, okay, I need a script or, okay, I'm going to go through this. And okay. Page one's this page two this page three is that. And it's almost like a crutch. So if anyone's out there listening and like, you're thinking you need to have a script and that's going to help you and all the things, I think that is actually a deterrent to just be your true authentic self. And it's so true. (laughs) Some of the best conversations I've had was a conversation or should I say strategy meetings if we are talking
1: about some the meeting goes off script and then you're like, trying to find a way to answer that. Right. So yeah, just, just being yourself, I think is, and people can, I mean, people can smell it. Yes. People smell when you're pitching and when you're just being you and that's just the truth.
2: I was just going to say that uh, Ricky Carruth uh, was telling me one time that like he's like, nowadays, I just walk into a listing and I just have the listing agreement. (laughs) And my business card is like, (laughs) it's all about just making a personal connection. And if you can't establish the personal connection, you'll never work with them on a business end. And and he's like, that's the number one thing. He's like, people come in. He's like, I'll see books there. I'll see flashy electronic like presentations. He's like, yeah, that's cool, but you know, it's you about can't the right- a
1: personal connection. We're human beings at the end of the day. Can't yes, be energy yes. doesn't lie.
0: I think I think that the technology side of things is already with the iHome buyers. And when you're talking not so much Zillow right now, but iHome Finder or not iHome Finder, what is it? Open doors, a bunch of different ones here in the States, I'm not sure about in Canada, but it's already not personal. And it's already just kind of like here's the analytics, this is what we could do, rate of return, average days on market, yada yada, yada, all the jargon. And then when a human being comes in, you know, people buy from something they're like and trust. You can't replace that. And oh, that's right. Yeah. You need
1: to have trust in your agent and you need to establish a relationship in order to have trust. So yes,
0: yes, exactly. Exactly. And for the viewers and listeners out there, you know, Jess is on the show because we established trust with Kate and Kate was like, you got to be on because <laughs> of X, Y, and Z, because we we're just showing up true and authentic. And there wasn't any agenda. And I think that's when people set up agendas for themselves. They, they, they don't have a success because they're like, oh, well, this is my agenda. I don't want to, you know, want to make this money. And it's not about the money. It's about the connections. It's about just living life the fullest, have fun doing what you're doing and attracting those right clients. And it'll come Successful
1: follow if you, if you do that. Yes. Always like, follow.
0: Yes. Yeah, keep it simple. Well, we're going to change that for the last part of the show. Camera's on you. What do you want to take or have our viewers and listeners take from you ending today's show?
1: Hmm. So um, I think for new agents, again, I know we kind of touched on this at the beginning, but I think um, trying to find information before getting into the business is super important. Important. It's imperative. Um, trying to shadow an agent, if you can, um, as I said, trying to get a, a job in a brokerage, if you can, um, just trying to create that foundation work. I so anyone looking to get into the business, that would be, I think, my key advice. Um, in terms of joining a team, I mean, it's not for everybody. You definitely have to be a team player to be on a team mm-hmm. and realize it's not just about you. It's about the collective whole and working towards a goal. Um, but I do think a team adds a ton of value, um, especially for the real estate industry, because it, it can be kind of lonely. <laughs> it can be kind of a lonely industry and having that team behind you in the, you know, we have, people who are, are brand new in the business up to people who've been doing this for, for a decade or more. And so mm-hmm. the experience as well, and, and, and having insight. And I, I know at any moment, if I have a problem, I can pick up the phone and call somebody and be like, Hey, have you ever had the situation or what's your advice on this or take on that? And so I think having that, that tribe and, mm-hmm. um, having your people is, is very important as well. And it doesn't need to be on a team, but even from a brokerage level, I guess you can find that community as well.
0: Wow. I love that. I love that. For any new agents out there, you heard it first. Yeah. Follow Jess. All the links are down below. Thanks so much for being on today's show. We really do appreciate your time.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Of course. And Dan, thanks as always for co-hosting. Another great one. Thank yeah, you. definitely. Most definitely. One for the history books. And now you can comment below viewers and listeners out there with what you learned. If you're on YouTube, we'll love to get your feedback. And definitely, you know, I think Jess would love that as well. So thank you all so much for tuning in today's episode, as it is our intention for you to apply things to your business, to have more massive success that you've learned from here in our episodes. So we will see you on the next one.